Good morning. It is Monday, June 7th, 2021, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Um, we got to do this, Jim. We got to do this since we last checked in. Uh, the Cubs have won three, they lost three, and then they got back on the on the winning track yesterday. They're, they're sitting atop the NL Central division, Jim. Yeah, and the Cardinals having a hard time with their pitching. Uh, they've been hitting them, so I think the Cubs might be for real. They might be. They're, they're tied up there with the Brewers, so yeah. they're, it's not like they're sitting up there by themselves, but Dang, the Nats are sitting at the bottom of the NL. We, we don't have consistency. And, of course, we have certain pitchers who will remain yeah. unnamed, but you can probably guess one of them gets a really big salary. He helped us win a World Series, I must yeah. admit, but he gets hurt a lot. If he's Does losing he? a game, oh, his shoulder hurts. Our, yeah. he's, he's out a lot. I'm tired of it. All right. <laughs> well, We've got a hot weather week in the forecast, and there's very little chance of rain in some of the driest areas of the Midwest, especially up in the Northern Plains. Hot and dry forecast push grain sharply higher in the overnight session, and the upside momentum is building again. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory. That is Pro Farmer Policy Analyst Jim Wiesmeyer. And, Jim, we get a supply and demand report from USDA on Thursday, but the weather is probably going to overshadow any changes that we get to this to the balance sheets it will and in my policy updates I've, i'm starting to run the u.s weather map chip so that tells you right there i had a several calls this morning from longtime traders and analysts that i've known and you can feel it and you've got what soybean oil up 70 percent this year you know, right. because of, uh, you know, uh, you know, renewable diesel and other factors, uh, very short, uh, you know, stocks, you know, situation. But, yeah, USDA's WASD, we're going to see uh, uh, how uh, hopefully they'll increase China's import estimate of corn, not only from the U.S., but from the world. And we're going to see how far, if any, they go down further on on uh, on the Brazilian corn crop because right. others have joined that club uh, you know chip with a few under 90 million tons and, and that's right. that's a explosive there oh yeah absolutely and and um people that should know people from Brazil are under 90 million metric tons now so boy that's uh, I think a lot of that has been accounted for in the markets or is being accounted for right now. Uh, but nonetheless, if we get it confirmed from USDA, I think it probably would be a price positive for that market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of it depends on what's going to happen on the demand side as well. But hey, uh, be, before we start looking ahead too much, I want to take a look back at some of last week's happening, make sure that, that we are hearing loud and clear what the signals are. And when I, Usually, this is when I'd ask you what you learned last week, but I'm going to be a little more specific on it th this week, Jim, and and say what did you learn on the infrastructure bill this last week? Well, there's 
proposals and counter proposals we learned both Friday and then over the weekend they they dealt I should say they meaning President Biden and Senator and Senator Capito from you know West Virginia talked on the phone Friday she offered another 50 billion dollars of what we've come to call new infrastructure spending above and beyond what's in already proposed legislation, Chip. But Biden rejected that, but uh, said he wants the talks to continue. And they're going to continue today, and I think throughout this week. Now, the clock is ticking on this. There's no firm deadline, even though some far left, you know, some, you know, far left Democrats, very liberal, they're getting upset at how long this is taking uh, Biden to talk with the Republicans. But Biden knows that he wants to try to get as much as possible a bipartisan agreement, because as we've talked about before, Chip, if we can't get a bipartisan agreement on this topic, you can kiss Congress and the, and the, and the White House goodbye until the next election, because they, they won't be able to agree on anything. But, but Jim, there is actual negotiation taking place on there this. There are. This Absolutely. Is I didn't. I didn't think we'd be able to talk about that. It ahead of the 2022 elections. I just didn't think that negotiation would happen. Well, this is the old Biden coming through. That he. That he. He. he see, and he's. He's a good negotiator. He's a schmoozer. He knows the Senate, and they respect him on the Senate side. Uh, you know, on the Republican side, and he's talking a lot behind the scenes with Mitch McConnell. You know the. Republican leader. So uh, he and he has come down. He has modified the tax policy a bit. Now, the Republicans are going to have to give. They offered another, you know, 50 billion dollars, but they're still about 700 billion apart in real infrastructure spending uh, chips. That's a big gap still. And the Republicans could overplay their hand as well. If they keep on insisting nothing on taxes, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, then they, they politically, the Democrats could point a finger saying, see, we tried to come to an agreement. So, you know, both sides ought to know that, Jeff. Well, yeah. And, and I think it's important to also point out that, that on the far left and I, and we know who we're talking about. It's uh, representative AOC, AOC yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, at all. That's that's right. I mean, there's been enough negotiation already that they're starting to question whether or not they're going to be able to support the plan. Well, I think the the vote counters in the White House know that they can't count on a certain number of votes on the Democratic side. Right. And and that's one of them, Jeff, and Bernie yeah. Sanders and things like that. That's why you have to be inclusive on this if you're going to get infrastructure spending through. And, and I hope they morph into this, but putting a lot more focus and spending on cyber to attack cyber warfare in this country, because that's another topic, a topic we should handle. But, you know, going back to President Obama and then Trump, I'm sorry, they, they did not serve the, the country well. They dropped the ball on a major, that's defending the country. And this thing could get way more serious than the, uh, you know, pipe, you know, uh, on the colonial pipeline and the JPS incident. That's what the experts are saying. 
our grid could come to a halt. And and that's yeah. defense as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And and we will talk more about that here in just a moment. Just a reminder, if anybody is watching out there that uh, uh, if you've got a comment, a question for us, you can use the comment uh, function on the right side of the screen and, and uh, we'll see it pop up for us there. Cup, let's do a checkup on a couple of senators when it comes to the infrastructure bill. Manchin, what's the latest there? Well, Manchin, he continues to want a bipartisan agreement. And in fact, he may not vote for a Democrat-only bill, uh, you, you know, Chip. So that's another reason why you have to, and he's not the only one. You you have about four to seven uh, Democrats who are who are in that camp, a true moderate, bipartisan in spirit. Uh, you know, so... Uh, so, so, so that's another development. And also over the weekend, you know, Manchin, a, you know, Democrat from West Virginia who went overwhelmingly for Trump in the, in the last presidential election, he said he would not vote for, uh, a very key, uh, uh election, uh, bill that, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, Democrats are pushing in both the right. Senate and the house. So that kills that one for this year. Okay. All right. Lindsey Graham has said, if Biden can't pull this off, he's not trying. Yeah. Well, he is trying, but that that's where you put those feelers out there to put the pressure on. And, and he's a good one for that uh, quote. But I think the public is seeing Biden's trying to. Now, you can always say this could be a gambit to suck in the Republicans to, to uncertain things such as taxes, but he's trying to finesse the tax you know, situation angle, but I think any any fair-minded analyst would say that Biden is a true negotiator here on this one, and the Republicans are going to have to step up their game just a little bit more. Okay. Uh, timeline. Speaker Pelosi continues to talk about the 4th of July. Uh, because she knows after the 4th of July, they're gone August into September. So not much gets done. But I, I don't think Biden's beholden to any specific timeline. I, I think a president shouldn't be. Although you have uh, Buttigieg, uh, you know, transport sec transportation secretary, you know, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, is is saying he wanted really an agreement uh, today, actually, uh, as Congress comes back. But I don't think there's a sacrosanct, uh, you know, timeline on this one. Hell, they've discussed, you know, for for over a year anyway. Jeb, what's another, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, couple of you know, you know, weeks on this one? They're making progress. Both sides are making progress. So I, I think that's where they're moving the ball. Okay. All right, let's move on and do a little bit more conversation on the um, the ransomware cyber attacks because the head of Colonial Pipeline is going to be uh, at hearings in the House and the Senate this week. Yes, and I think they're going to question him not only on the ransom. I think now there's an effort, uh, a push by both Democrats and Republicans to maybe put in either regulation or legislative format an insistence that companies, if they pay ransom, has to inform the U.S. government or you know, Americans. Uh, mm -hmm. So watch that surface this week in 
in hearings. And then we don't know yet whether or not JBS actually paid a ransom. But the signals they were giving last week is that they had a pretty good backstop system. At least that's what uh, we think we know. And if that's the case, then I applaud them significantly because it was just a a couple of day phenomenon where they're going to come back and produce more and process more meat this week. So uh, I think a lot can be learned from, you know, JBS on the meat processing side. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I want but to Chip, I, I don't want to re- let this go without saying June 16th, when Biden's going to meet with Putin from Russia, if uh, uh, tomorrow I'm working on a story that the Wall Street Journal had on their editorial program over the weekend, but they, they had a former intelligence person on, Mr. Keene, and just what he said about Russia's involvement should get all Americans more than upset. And any person here wanting to say, what in the heck is going on? It, why don't we retaliate significantly with Russia? Because if we did, then the Russian citizens, if you will, you know, would start complaining, hey, why are you spending all this time and money attacking America's uh, infrastructure system when our prices are going up and you don't have the the grain reserve or the food reserve storages in this country. That's what you get into when you have tit for tat, but we're just, we're taking the tit, you know, without the tat. So I just think uh, we're, we're letting the, and, and they're testing Biden. And, and, but again, I don't want to put the onus initially on Obama and Trump, they dropped yeah. the ball. Yep, I hear you. I hear you on that. Okay, um, it it is Pork Week at Farm Journal and at uh, uh, Farm Journal Pork, and we're going to be celebrating it all week on AgriTalk. Uh, I'm going to be talking with um, Congressman Dusty Johnson out of South Dakota on this morning show about the fact that the heat has been turned up on Secretary Vilsack to do something about the pending slowdown in hog slaughter capacity, Jim. Yes. Well, there, there should be pressure on that one and some explanations of, of that. Uh, but before I forget, Chip, and we can go back to that, Neil Dirks, the CEO, longtime CEO yeah. of the National Pork Producers Council, announced that he would retire by the end of this year. I can say no more uh, uh, positives than I already have in my heart about Neil Dirks. He is the, the, the type of CEO that any commodity group would want. He delegated significantly because he trusted people. He was confident in himself. I remember I first knew Neil when he was at the Corn Growers Association. Yeah. Very few people remember that. And I, I've, I've spoken at many NPPC meetings at different levels, industry meeting, producer meetings, et cetera. And Neil had the 30,000 feet perspective. He would always want to be inclusive of bringing in the different factions, both in the industry and the producer side. So he's going to have big shoes to fill. Oh, yeah. He's going to leave those big shoes to fill. That's yes. exactly right. Um, I, 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 I think the heat is going to stay on Secretary Vilsack to do something to at least appeal that federal court decision. 
that is going to turn back the provision in the new swine inspection system. Well, he needs to educate from his perspective and the Biden administration's perspective of why they're not going to appeal. We have not really had the significant explanation that Vilsack honestly is pretty good at when 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 he takes that opportunity. So uh, I think we're waiting for that. Again, most people would say, okay, I'm going to reserve judgment, hear what he has to say, but the clock is ticking on this, <laughs> Chip. Uh, yeah. he, he's had enough time to come out and exp and explain uh, why they're not appealing this. And right. it's a just, here's, you know, so we need to hear from him. Yeah, here's another one where the clock is ticking to get your... Uh, uh, certified uh, acreage in on cover crops. This question comes in from Gary uh, Rasmussen. He says, $5 on cover crop payments have me stumped. Why pay for everything but the harvesting of the grain? I mean, it did the same thing and it would increase the amount of seed and would bring price down to possibly justify expanding the amount of participation in cover crops. Um, I... You know, I'm not exactly sure where you're going on this one, Gary, to be honest with you, because if you are participating with cover crops on this, you get a $5 reduction in your uh, in, in your crop insurance, right, Jim? Yes, I, not to exceed the full premium, okay? But it's 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 a bonus, if you will. And so yeah. I think it's 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 a pretty good you know, program. And I think it's a step in the direction of where uh, enhancements are going to go through the crop insurance and other type of, uh, you know, program. Certain states have already had it, as we said, Illinois and Iowa, I think, yeah. and Indiana uh, right. on that one. But I'd want a little more explanation from the caller. But I always like, like, like to hear from users, and I'll pass that thought around just to uh, get, yeah. you know, feedback. So maybe expand a little bit more, and you know, we'll get feedback on 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 that suggestion. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a suggestion from Mike too. He's he's calling BS on you, Jim. He uh -oh. says you, can't, you you can't blame Trump. It's all China Joe. It's all what? China Joe Biden. No, no, I, well, I respectfully disagree. This started, the Russians and the Chinese and the North Koreans started uh, the cyber attack, and you can go back to Obama's uh, intelligence uh, you know, person who raised uh, significant issues here uh, that this was going to happen. Uh, and that goes back to Obama administration. Now, you know, Biden, and I'm not a defender of Biden, but he he's he can't make up for uh, two different administrations right away. Uh, and Trump was too focused on other areas and uh, on this. I, I'm being honest here. And this thing's serious. When you talk to intelligence people, what you've seen what it does. It, it, it's getting relatively easy to knock down 
some of our infrastructure. Uh, the easiest is the energy system. They can put this country down in the financial area if they really wanted to, and in the electrical grid. And it, it didn't start with Biden. I, I trace it to uh, in a significant way, starting with Obama and Trump, although improved a lot of things. I mean, he really did improve a lot of things from a policy perspective, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he, he gets poor marks to me on, on cyber defense. Okay, very good, very good. Um, last week on, on um, the free-for-all on Friday, you warned that there may be some labor issues at a Smithfield plant up in yes. South Dakota. Yes, and today's the day, so we're watching yeah. at the end of the day, and, and I haven't seen anything okay. on the wires yet, so yeah. we're glad that's, that's on the alert guard on, on, the, uh, on, on the labor union from the, the area that had the initial COVID problems, remember, right. in, in, in South Dakota, so you know that's on our radar. I did want to bring up uh, users, e e readers, and listeners' emails, uh, not only because of this program, but to Pro Farmer Newsletter, a number of contract uh, poultry and contract hog producers are saying, where's those COVID promised COVID payments for a contract you, you, you know, producers? It's been six months, Chip, since yep. the announcement. So that's another one that when we get USDA secretary uh, on the line, if you will, we yeah. need to say, hey, what's going on? Because uh, even for USDA, this is this is slow going here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jim, one of the bullet points that you had in your morning update on the policy focus said pandemic related government aid is starting to go away. Well, that's you know, that's your labor. That's the incentive payments, the three hundred dollars. Okay. And you you saw Biden over the weekend kind of distance him, himself from extending that further, and that was a significant development. I now I don't see the big push. <laughs> Sorry that yeah. a number of Democrats in Congress wanted to further extend it when they run out in 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 September. But you have what twenty-one states now, primarily run in quotes by Republicans, already just about to stop it. I think in a week or so in Iowa, just for one example. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, you know, that's what I meant. It's 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 okay. starting to run out. That's the well, COVID. It's it's, it's going <laughs> to we we talk about the sputtering of the um, of the economic recovery. And it's it so much of it is driven by the labor issues, and and it's one of the reasons I think that Treasury Secretary Yellen says, "Listen, it, the the infrastructure bill is one thing, but we need the bigger, the broader stimulus bill again, right?" Yes, the four trillion uh, in total, you know, the four trillion dollars, and that right. shows her liberal her liberal side is showing that, but she's a smart lady. She uh, she is putting them on the spot, meaning the administration. If this thing goes awry, you can really uh, you know pinpoint her, and 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 the top uh, you know Biden administration people, including Biden himself. If inflation get, gets out of control, Chip, but we're we're a ways from that. But uh, she basically said in a Bloomberg 
interview, well, we can withstand an increase in interest rates and a little bit more inflation. Well, okay, here you go. That's you go. Uh, that that's their that's their you know strategy. And and we know in certain markets, an infl- a little inflation uh, doesn't hurt. It's just once the inflation is out of the bag, it's hard to control. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, USDA is reportedly considering some regulatory shifts in how the cattle market functions, Jim. Yeah. It's it's a little concerning. Yes. Well, that's the populist side of this administration. And usually that means they'll sick the Packers and Stockyards administration on it. That's been historically what the Democrats do, the Packards and Stockyards administration. Uh, and then on the re- Republican side, you have Senator Grassley, who's who's also uh, rooting them on to, to uh, you know, come in and look at the meat processing industry. And, and uh, you've had a number of people in the Biden administration say, you know, agriculture is one of their focus, uh, their renewed focus on antitrust concerns in the meat processing area, and I've been told in in the seed uh, industry. So I think we have some shoes to to fall uh, in the not too distant future, Chip. Okay, all right, very good. You know what? That feels like a good time to mention the note from Tom. Um, he's referring back to the cover crop program on the insurance. He says the program will only increase the cost of cover crop seed. It's a good point. Any government program skews market forces and misallocates resources. Well, so, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I remember in the old set-aside days, remember? Oh, the yeah. easiest investment to make when you had a set-aside was to go with companies that had the seed for the cover yeah. crop. And from a personal investment, that always made some easy money there. So uh, no, I, I agree with you on that. That, But that's the function. When you get policy and government involved, there are consequences, both positive and negative. Yes, absolutely. Um, Vice President Kamala Harris is addressing some of the immigration issues. She's in Guatemala today, Mexico tomorrow, but no plan to go to the border. Visit the border, Vice President. Yes, I would say. She is going uh, to uh, say what really hasn't worked for 100 years, Chip, is giving these countries a lot of money, you know, but she's going to try to do it again. Uh, There's a number of uh, companies will probably announce some investments in in the countries that she's investing in, but uh, it's a pickle for her because uh, she was set up, set, shouldn't say set up, uh, (laughs) for almost an impossible task. Uh, But I think she would do good steed if she would visit the border, Uh, but she's not. It's like she's out of sight, out of mind. Well, if those pesky TV cameras wouldn't come along, she probably would go. Yeah, she can handle. She's a woman who's made it in D.C., and that's hard. So I think she should. I think that she could bring a different discipline and element there, but she's not going to take that that uh, that task. Yeah. She's not doing right. it. So they'll offer money, but again, it hasn't worked for a hundred years. Right. Right. Okay. Two more issues. Uh, another rancher 
has sued the Biden administration and basically is is claiming discriminatory COVID aid out there, Jim. Yes. And there's elements of truth in, in that. Now we're going to see this is, I think personally, it's going to take a while, but it could go all the way to the Supreme Court, but it's going to be in the court system. This is one of several cases now, uh, you know, basically saying, you know, you know, cross discrimination. Uh, we're going to see how, how they structured the program. And I'm telling you, what we talked earlier about the delay of six months or longer for some of these COVID uh, you know, programs last December. And of course, the second half payment for 2019 with plus is still the decision memo is still on Vilsack's desk, but on the at least $4 billion going to selected minority farmers. Uh, they are accelerating that with some of the initial pay payments being made, you know, this month. So that tells me the focus, Chip, is on the socially disadvantaged, you know, producers. No ifs, ands, or buts. But I, there are a lot of people that work at USDA, you know, maybe 100,000, I guess. So surely they have the personnel to get going on some of these other issues you would you would sure think you would sure think yeah uh okay i'm gonna wrap it up with this what is the china bill that's the one in tuesday the senate's going to begin uh voting on it i think that's actually has bipartisan support we call it the competition bill that really gets at it's still china it's not just china totally but it's really called the china bill here it's to keep us competitive that gets into uh the tech area that gets into cyber warfare that gets into uh the precious uh, you know, minerals that China really has a lock hold on, Chip. Uh, a lot of money is involved in this bill for a long-term investment in strategic industries. And the Republicans used to fight that because that's what we claim China does. They pick certain industries and plow uh, money into those state-owned companies. But uh, there, there's been a change of course in this town because of the significant progress China has made in some strategic industries. Uh, wind, wind energy. I mean, they corralled that industry, 85% right. on that one. They're getting there in the, uh, in the, in the car batteries, etc. So it's time to get the investment coming back to the United States for strategic uh, industries and computer chips, uh, etc. And, and I think a lot of elements are good. Now, embodied in that bill, we need to see the final language. We should get some time today, whether or not that includes um, mandatory online uh, you know, country of origin labeling, and that was being pushed okay. by uh, by uh, 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 Baldwin from uh, Wisconsin, Senator Tammy Baldwin, and Mr. Scott, uh, Republican from uh, uh, from Florida. We need to see if that made it in the final bill. Gotcha. All right. Well, we've got the day session started. December corn is up eighteen and three quarter cents. November soybeans up 24 cents. We've got winter wheat futures uh, slightly higher. Spring wheat futures trying to hold on to some gains from the overnight. Live cattle slightly lower. Feeder cattle sharply lower. And lean hogs are working to the upside to get this week started. On the grains, we call that the weather premium, right? Being built that, into the market. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's good to see 
from a row crop producer's point of view, it's good to see those higher prices. But at the same time, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd suggest that we all say a prayer for some rain in the, in the Midwest because you got to have something to sell. Yeah, especially the Northern Plains. I mean, yeah, that west, far west, it's getting bad. And you've got even Hoover Dam, the dam is, is yeah. low on water. Can you believe that? I saw pictures this morning. The, the western half of the U.S., up to the Northern Plains, it's not only dry, it's very dry. Very dry, that's right. All right, you all have a safe week. This is DC Signal to Noise. <laughs>